Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined once again by Corey, the Bayou Benders, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Hey guys we're back again uh you know our schedule is complete nonsense nowadays but we're working hard to get the episodes out uh you know to a week at least so bear with us but um yeah we uh we don't have like too much exciting stuff to talk about um today but there are some you know grumblings around the league that uh we need to kind of go over but first before we get into all of that Corey, it's been a couple of days since we talked have you been buddy i'm doing good had a great morning i was able to watch my team beat a certain individual's team and you know with us being as trash as we've been it's been really nice to see that someone's team got fucking skull fucked by the worst team in the league and I don't know how you feel about that, but it was a great morning about? for me that the Leicester City Foxes skull dragged Everton in a 2 nothing win. Oh, did they play today? Yeah, I fucking texted you so early. I had no idea what you were talking about. Dude, Yuri Tillmans and fucking Harvey Barnes is fucking center. Oh, fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> That is tragic. Yeah, sock it. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Leicester City. Now it, it's far from a run, but we've I think we've we have three wins in our last five games or six games. So we're actually 13th in the league now. Nottingham Forest is sitting at the bottom. So we're a little far, far away from fucking, you know, getting screwed over and relegation. So I'm excited. We're actually past y'all with 13. You're 15th. So suck it. You made fun of me in the beginning of the season. Uh, I don't know. Suck it. <laughs> uh, look, Everton has not has not done what I expected them to this year. But 
you know, it's the Calvert Lewin's going to be back. You know, you're, you're beating up on a team with absolutely none of their stars in the lineup. No. <laughs> so I don't want to hear the chatter. Dude, dude, look, we have Ward and net. If I'm not mistaken, because I was out of it this morning trying to watch this game, but we, we, we don't have Shish Michael, you know, we don't have the, one of the best keepers in the league anymore to bail us out of shit, you know? So we had to refine the, the momentum with this team. So I don't, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. <laughs> Everyone's still going to finish higher. <laughs> well, I can't so- argue with this insanity. <laughs> But no, man, I'm uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, it's my day off. It's my first day off, and what pretty close to a month. Um, my wife has pneumonia, so we're not doing shit. It, and also, it is storming on my one day off. So, I mean, what could what could I expect? Cleaning your hands breaks the chain. Jesus, Mason. <laughs> Would you watch a, a seminar? What's that? Sorry, I totally like you cut out for me. Oh yeah, because I heard you cleaning your hands. You heard I clean my hands? Yeah, it was like a fucking ad just popped up. Yeah, I I was like <laughs> trying to clear my tabs and oh, my fucking nursing yeah things just like turned on. That's oh dude, bad. oh can't wait to send this to you. That's fine. Uh, it'll pop up in audio. Hopefully people just have a laugh at you. Um, I like, that's why I like, I quickly muted. I was like going through my internet fucking, cause I, I have some stats pulled up here and I accidentally clicked on one of my, uh, <laughs> my no, no, like I got to do these like module things. Two for, minutes. Clean your hands for two minutes. Oh, uh, get about, under the nails. It's about, um, if you're really that interested, it's about, no, I'm not. <laughs> he's not interested. <laughs> it's about cleaning up the elder elderly when they have mishaps. Oh, okay. yeah. I gotta take, I gotta do, gotta do some modules for those. The government of Ontario mandates I do. I heard that. Well, my, my wife probably knows all that. She went to school for that. So, um. but anyway, anyway, continue with uh, what you're saying. Sorry. I don't even know what the fuck I was going at. <laughs> That's my bad. It just took us for a whirlwind. Um, oh, yeah. I was just talking about myself. Uh, I was going to go to the Mississippi Seawolves game tonight, but um, I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. My wife's sick. It's raining. It's not a – it doesn't sound like a fun event now that I know I have to be – like, it's starting to sink into my brain that I have to be at work at 4.30 in the morning so that means i have to leave my house for you know 3 45 in the morning so it's now you know with my adhd mind i'm like okay it's five my time and now i'm calculating how many hours i have to be awake you know until my next work week um yeah dude fuck it let's uh let's let's get into some hockey yeah, absolutely. Do you want to start with the Habs or do you want to get into the other stuff? Let's do the Habs because I feel like there's not as much 
and the other topic it it's disgusting so i'm sure we have a lot of comments on that yeah so i guess we'll just jump straight into it um for those of you who aren't aware the boston bruins signed a free agent mitchell miller to an entry-level contract um you're you so know. out of it right now. Yeah, sorry. I've had Keep a, going. I've had a, Keep going. I've had a long day, okay? Uh, they've signed Mitchell Miller to an entry-level contract. He is, for those of you who don't remember, or just, you know, don't pay that close attention because, you know, it is the most irrelevant franchise in the league. Oh, uh, the Arizona Coyotes drafted Mitchell Miller in, I believe, was it 2020? Yeah, yeah, I think it was the same year. And you may be wondering, uh, why have I not heard of this prospect or why is he not playing hockey? Because he's a piece of shit. Yes. Well, Mitchell Miller, it came out after he was drafted that he was convicted in 2016 of racially abusing and bullying a a developmentally disabled classmate, uh, black classmate, for years like this is years of trauma and at the time he hadn't apologized and today he still has not apologized um it's like his in his his quote-unquote apologies or public statements um the Bruins released it for him. So it's not even really him, but saying when I was in the eighth grade, I made an extremely poor decision and I've acted very immaturely. I bullied one of my classmates. I deeply regret the incident and have apologized to the individual. Since the incident, I have come to better understand the far reaching consequences of my actions that I failed to recognize and understand nearly seven years ago. All of that Everything he just fucking said there is just a fucking excuse. It's a load of bullshit nearly seven years ago. It doesn't matter how long ago it was. And if you deeply regret the incident, like it doesn't matter. I just, none of what looking past what the Bruins have said, nothing Mitchell Miller has done has proven that he actually quote unquote deeply regrets the incident because it came out through reporting, I believe, through Chris Johnston, who reached out to the mother and asked um, what kind of apology uh, Mitchell Miller had given. Uh, he, his quote-unquote deeply regretful apology was a Instagram direct message to the family in which he said he was sorry. Um, and for those of you wondering what he's apologizing for, uh, Mitchell Miller was convicted, like I said, he was convicted of racially abusing this um poor kid for years but he would i think what was it Corey? correct me if i'm wrong one not only calling him the n-word and hitting him and beating him but in one instance they you know put a lollipop in a urinal and forced him to lick it repeatedly yeah the kid had to go get stis and uh, like tests for stis and aids tests for aids and stuff Like, this is not, this is not an isolated incident. And this is not an individual who I believe if I were a parent, I would ever forgive. 
So the Boston Bruins, who are 10 and one to start the year and an original six organization who should hold themselves to a high regard. Um, we're talking about this now. And some of the players made some comments and stuff, which we'll get into after, but Corey, I just want to know, like, what's your, like, what was your initial reaction? Cause mine was just shock. I could not believe. Well, um, I went to public school in the South. Um, we, you know, as the years went, we had more and more, uh, Mixed kids, you know, African-Americans, Native Americans, Hispanics. Um, it was, I went to public school. It's a fucking melting pot. We grew up with these kids, you know, like it was, it was never segregated or anything like that. I didn't go to, a, um, a, you know, a private school or uh, a religious school, like a Catholic fucking school. So like big down here, um, I didn't go to that. So I was with all the kids. And we never really had problems, but there was always bullies and shit. So, you know, and there was times when, you know, I bullied people and it's, it's regrettable, but it's definitely like, it came from just your friends, you know, like shitting on Tamani, but it was never, it, it was most of the time it was just in good. It was just like horsing around type of shit. Um, but I've always felt like really terrible about it. Like, but I, we, I would never do anything like racially or sexist or well, anything. I guess. Look, sorry. No, 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 no. I, yeah, go ahead. I guess like, sorry, just to keep it more on, on track with what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. How do like, I feel? I feel disgusted. Like, yeah, I, like, I feel like this kid doesn't deserve, uh, he deserves to have like a minimum wage job where like no one wants to hire him like he should be look dude i don't give a fuck he should be on the same spectrum as like fucking reintroduced pedophiles into society that has to like when he moves somewhere he's gotta there's gotta be a postcard in all his entire neighborhood that just says what a piece of shit he is and he's got to go around and knock on everybody's fucking door and feel shameful like to pick on a, a, a special needs person, you, you're already crossing the fucking realm. Um, then for that person to be a person of color and to have so much hate in your heart that you're going to use a hard R or an A or whatever fucking way you want to put it. But like for you to use the derogatory comments, like for you to have the balls and like the, 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 the no self-worth, self-respect. Self, self cowardice. To, to even say that to an individual if you're thinking it you're a piece of shit but at least you're coward coward enough or wise enough not to fucking say it in public you did it to this kid and it didn't start in high school or fucking i read it started in the second grade is what his mother said so from the second grade all the way into high school this kid had taken verbal mental physical abuse from this of you know a supposed NHL future ready type of guy. I think what um, I don't I think what yeah, go ahead. Most, I, I'm just getting more angry. So yeah, no, no. I think what's most despicable about the situation, and I might 
catch some people off guard here, but I think the worst part about it is not what he did, so to speak, but the fact that he has, it doesn't seem to he's, be he's pressing forward. Like I did enough. Well, and I, well, yeah. And my issue being like, I'm not saying like, when you're speaking about, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you do stupid shit. I'm not going to make that excuse because when I was a kid, I didn't call people the N word and you bully or bully anyone or do anything like that. What I will say is, you know, some people develop slower. So if that's something, you know, whatever, right. If that's in the realm of thought. It can be, it, ha- it needs to be said. Kids do make stupid decisions. However, the adult that Mitchell Miller is now needs to recognize that what he should feel utterly terrible. And like you said, none of, he hasn't, he's had everything taken away from him. He did. He had his hockey, like he, his rights were dropped. It didn't look like anyone was going to touch him with a 70 foot pole. And he still never reached out in person or through letter or he sent a DM. Like you would think even someone who wasn't that remorseful would go, Oh shit, I need to do this to help my life, help my career. Right. And he didn't. So it kind of just, I don't know. It just baffles me that, and I don't want to, compare apples to oranges here because i don't think it's don't even bring them up because it's not i said don't even bring them up because it's not comparable i I feel i think in the sense though that like why my outrage when the habs drafted mayu my outrage was i had a lot like i was pissed right but i think just to say like whether or not you believe Mayu deserves a second chance, that's up to whoever is being asked the question. But Logan Mayu said, please don't draft me. And was active and honest about how he needed to work on his himself, right? We haven't even seen, and there's still people in NHL organizations and in the league that don't think Logan Mayu really does has earned a second chance right and that's valid so this i guess this angle comes more from from uh, you know talking about the boston bruins management mitchell miller hasn't expressed any of that either so i just really don't understand what don sweeney um and cam neely are seeing here like what what do you think possessed them to think this was a good idea i just don't get it I don't either. Um, there's so many kids coming up. There's so many kids available. Like, I'd rather take a free agent that's, you know, like is only going to make a fourth line appearance and he's not going to play every fucking game. I'd rather grab someone like that than waste my time on the publicity and the, the plague that is Mitchell Miller. Um, and that, that I don't know. It, it's it's the parents' fault, and if he doesn't have parents, it's the guardian's fault uh, because he was taught that. 
and then he's been bred in that fucking culture whether it's he was taught it as a kid by his elders and then he decided that this friend group was the friend group to be around and he continued to fester his pathetic um you know morals that stretched from second fucking grade all the way to fucking you know the end of his high school career dude look some of the most resilient people in the world people of color because they got to put up with so much i think the worst part of it all is the piss is is because that that's just the only that's the only one we know about is is a fucking urinal cake lollipop and it's got to be so much worse than that and for someone who can't fight back, you know, if you if you're a small kid and you just cowardice and and you you're afraid to stand up because you don't want to get hurt, this is a special needs kid. He might not have that opportunity. You you're literally the fucking worst. You and your friends and your family, like you have got to. <laughs> if you have any morals, you have got to be ashamed to be associated with your family. If you're in that, if you're in that family, it's pathetic. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about this. I think the Bruins have just put so much karma on their back that Chicago is probably sitting in their office like, well, thank fucking God, because we've been taking so much fucking heat. Tonight, these these people aren't going to hear it, but go ahead. Bet on the shitty Toronto Maple Leafs with their terrible start of this season. Bet on them, because the Bruins aren't fucking prepared for this. I'm sure every hot shot that's on the Bruins right now, Patrice Bergeron, fucking pasta you know uh uh you know a, a somewhat fully healed brad marchand how, how do you how do you go out and play for a team for for a a, a massive crest like that that's supposed to be about honor and, and all this shit how, how do you go out there and play a game against another original six team like this well and it's funny you mentioned that because DraftKings promo Bergeron, patrice bergeron uh, did an interview with Elliot Friedman and said he wasn't consulted and said that Mitchell Miller does not fit with the values of the Boston Bruins. Like straight up was very I don't think honest. he'd fit with and if if as much as a dig as you put on Arizona, if he doesn't fit in Arizona's culture, this isn't an, an Evander Kane. You know, this isn't just a pariah that that is is finding a way to get it done. This is a person who will ruin this league and its reputation just by fucking putting on a jersey. Well, and it's not just Bergeron's comments were, you know, I think they were harsh for NHL standards because players don't speak out, especially not against their GMs. But Nick Felinos and Brad Marchand's were far, far more critical. Um, let me sorry, quickly have the. Uh, Who's you trying Felino, to read? Felino yeah. said, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think any guy was too happy because of how proud we are to say this is a group that cares a lot about ourselves, how we carry ourselves and how we treat people. So that was for a lot of guys, especially the ones that have been here, a tough pill to swallow. Um, he went on to say, like, you know, they have a lot of concerns. Um, like, I just, and then Marshawn saying, went on to say stuff about how 
if he doesn't if they, he doesn't fit the mold, they're not going to have him in that room. So Don Sweeney and Cam Neely did not really, you know, their players are against it. It came out to the, the coach was against it, is against the signing. Um, and now it's also come out furthermore that the team did not consult with the family, um, which I think is probably the first call they should have made. And second and third, there should have been an ongoing discussion. But if they weren't going to make that call as their first call, their first call probably should have been to the NHL because Gary Bettman's come out and said they were not consulted and there is no certainty they allow Mitchell Miller to ever suit up with an NHL logo, like an NHL crest. So, like, what a shitstorm in Boston. Just, I, I don't, I, it just does. I don't understand. I don't understand the thought process here. I don't think there was much of one. Uh, Don Sweeney's response was essentially they, they knew other teams were interested. Well, let those teams be the pariah because I guarantee you, um, if this gets bad enough, I wouldn't be surprised if they move on from Don Sweeney. Like, I know Gary Bettman doesn't have the, the biggest powers in the world and he definitely can't, you know, remove someone like that. But motherfucker, dude, like Gary Bettman straight up said, like he, he, they can sign, they can sign him to go play for like, you know, the Bruins affiliate, but you know, there's, <laughs> they said they have a lot of work. There's a lot that that kid's got to do. And it's not about proving there's a lot that, the NHL in itself would have to approve for them to even allow this kid to come and play, you know, well, not even play to, to put the Jersey on. Cause he probably would never play. Even, even if somehow he got signed, he might not even play in the AHL. The AHL commissioner said that <laughs> he's not like they, they're going like, to have, you are not decide. welcome. Like, like, and he shouldn't be welcome. No, not at all. This, I don't know, dude. You got to be a real piece of shit to fuck with a special needs person. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. It's it's just fucking pathetic, dude. Like, yeah, I don't even know where you where you begin or end with this conversation, but no. it's definitely a, a smear on the NHL and most importantly a smear on the Boston Bruins and. I think what makes whoever signing... whoever assigned whoever I'm sorry whoever signed this kid should be fired. Did you see the signing bonuses? No, I I didn't see that's anything like life, other that's than life changing shit. Yeah, I would fucking from the top fire everybody. But that's who that's the thing. This. Why why are they doing this? Don Sweeney's team is ten and one to start the season, and yeah. we're talking instead we're talking about firing him. It just doesn't make any sense to me. No, no, no one is that valuable. Nobody. No. Connor McDavid is not that valuable. I don't give a f- like Wayne Gretzky. If he did this shit, I, I wouldn't want him on the Canadians. I'm sure some people would be like, oh, I'd find a way to overlook it. I wouldn't support this team. I'd fucking put my jerseys up and find a new fucking team. If that kid 
if that kid plays a game, I, I couldn't be a Bruins fan. No. And I know we have a lot of, you know, love hate with the Bruins, but I will stand with any fucking player or fan that doesn't want to be a part of this. And I feel, I feel terrible. I feel terrible for them because it's like being stabbed in the back. Yeah, no, it's, I don't know. It's awful. And I don't think we can say much more um, about it. I think we should uh, move on kind of, we got some stuff, just uh, some closing remarks on the Habs uh, to kind of finish up here. But before we get into that, um, you know, you were talking about making bets on the Leafs. If you've been making a lot of bets on the Leafs this year, I, I'm sorry. They have not been winning too many games. But if you're going to continue betting, which, uh, you know, we like our kind of betting men here on the show, we hope you use our, uh, our friends at DraftKings and we have a message from them today. Absolutely. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice. And again, Jesus Christ, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you are in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. You're not hearing this because this is going to be published tonight, but I would put all my fucking money on the Maple Leafs to beat the Bruins tonight. And that's unfortunate. And I'm I'm a a risky better, but I do have Sorokin in net in my fantasy league. Uh, I think, I think it's just going to shift for them, but let's move on to one. You guys will hear. So this will be out for y'all on Sunday. So Toronto's got a back-to-back. Carolina just came off of a fantastic win. I have Carolina beaten the Leafs. I think that's going to be a good one. There's only three games on Sunday. Uh, I think the Rangers can take the wings. They're playing a double. Um, And honestly, let's go Anaheim over Florida, the Panthers. Fuck them. Trevor Zegers is starting to light it up in my fantasy. So I think they'll they'll find the momentum somewhere. Uh, If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. By combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot in an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So y'all remember, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN, like the Hockey Podcast Network, at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right, Mason, we're back. Um, yeah, uh, that's fu- uh, well, Let's change it, please. Uh, let's change subjects. Jesus Christ. Let's change the subject. Um, let's talk about Nick Suzuki. I know you had something to talk about, so. So, yeah, I didn't get a chance to see the wild game, uh, which is unfortunate. You know, one, it was it was a bit of a drumming for us, but I see there was a lot of penalties, so I'm guessing there was a lot of fights. But a beautiful, a beautiful motherfucking one-timer for Nick Suzuki on the power play. And if I'm not mistaken, it was a five forwards power play, kind of like Florida did last year. Uh. I'll be honest, like I'm kind of I didn't think you were going to the Minnesota game. I didn't see anything. This guy. Uh, this I didn't guy. see anything 
uh, worth praising, to be honest. I thought the Suzuki goal was, yeah, it was nice, but that Minnesota game was fucking terrible. Yeah. Just I didn't see it because I worked my life away, but beautiful just, goal. What a just setup. A beautiful goal. Just fucking terrible game, though. Uh, was not impressed. However, uh, against the Jets, Suzuki, another goal, a very, very fucking nice goal. That's why I thought that's where you were going to. Oh, I mean, that was that goal. I mean, start started the game more or less, you know, for us. Um, barrels into fucking hella buck. Yeah, just uh, received a great, you know, great entry from Cole Caulfield. Uh, good pass. And then Suzuki just put on the burners. And I don't think uh, Dylan was expecting it. And he burned her around him, put her up past uh, Hellebuck. That was nice. And then Kirby Dock finishing off another great play from Caulfield and Suzuki. Caulfield with two primary assists that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dock's really been clicking with that top line. I think um, kind of like we spoke about previously when we we're talking about him being on the top line i think he really does provide that transition game for them he 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 wins a lot of puck battles he means the offense and, and it and fast. it it leaves he, i'm sorry keep going no and i was just gonna say and he can keep up with caulfield and suzuki absolutely his speed is helping them and i like that it's saving nick and caulfield from having to drive the net for like rebounds and stuff, like don't put them in too much of a gritty situation. Um, and Kirby Doc, he's a big guy, you know, he can handle it. Uh, and it just in this occasion, it, it works out in our fucking favor. You know, that was a great game. I missed the first period. I watched the uh, the second one, then I went to the gym, watched the third period and overtime at the gym. Um, that was a fun game. I'm not gonna lie, Pierre Luc Dubois, whether. You know, we make a move for him or not. He's starting to get a little warm this season. Uh, I still think the Jets are – I don't know. They, they're they looking good with three uh, – a six six and three start, but I think there's still a lot going on for them. I don't like the Jets anymore due to our, uh, <laughs> due to our series uh, during COVID, but um, Kirby Doc's goal was unreal. And it was just like a, such a momentum shifter for us. But uh, Nick Suzuki's – I know we talked about Cole Caulfield last last time about, you know, will he get over 40 goals or whatever. But I think Nick Suzuki's – what he had last year, a 60-point season, 63 points. Um, I wouldn't be surprised well, if this kid eclipses that. I Well, I think it's – pretty likely if they continue to play the way they have right that they're probably gonna i think caulfield obviously is gonna destroy what he did last season but oh by far i really do i really do get uh like lucas raymond most cider or you know jack eichel on shitty buffalo sabers types vibes where all the offense just goes through those two young guys Mm -hmm. and i think we're gonna see like I, they haven't shown me any reason to believe that they're not going to continue this, especially I think the only way they could maybe stop is if the five on five offense dries up and the power play doesn't get going. But you could also look at it on in the inverse and say, well, if the power play gets going, they're going to put up even more points. Right. So yeah, I think it's very exciting. And I, I love to see Kirby doc on that top line. Um, my only real issue with the lineup right now is that uh, Slavkovsky 
is still getting uh bottom, you know, mm-hmm. bottom minutes, which is a little unfortunate. I'd like to see him play in the top six at some point, but you know, I think he's he's done well on the power play at least. And maybe they're easing him into something. We'll have to see. I'll be we'll be able to examine that more in the future. Um, my last thing I just wanted to cover was Joel Edmondson uh has returned to the lineup and I thought he looked solid. Um had a scary moment, took that puck to the wrist, and I was uh yeah. he bent over and I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> there he goes. Um but yeah, yeah no, great but start. I, I thought he looked good and he's playing again tonight now with uh Jordan Harris. Uh they took Kovacevic out for game and Wideman both each out for one game. So I'm assuming someone's probably gonna get sent down here soon, especially when Matheson comes back at the latest. Um, and it'll be interesting to see uh who goes down if it's you know if jack i you assume jack i kovacevic are the only the two most likely to go down i don't think the halves want to lose chris weidman to waivers but um you know we'll have to see how they how the play goes through the next few days uh did you have anything else you kind of wanted to chat about before we head out here Corey? Um, who played alongside Edmondson the other game? Was it Gooley? Jack guy. Jack guy. Um, Jack guy was playing on the right side, which is not not his normal position. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you could tell Stanley Marty was just trying to ease Jack guy, or sorry Edmondson into it. But by the end of the game, Jack guy was back on the left, and Edmondson was on the right. So, so Jack guy had ten fucking hits that game. Um, I don't care where you put him. I. Th- I, I feel like uh, Edmondson being his partner gives him so much room to play with his offensive side as well. Kind of like what we saw with Petrie when they put Petrie and Edmondson together. And I know Jack I's got a long way to go, but um, I, that's a great, <laughs> that's a great fucking pairing. Yeah, Maybe it's just fanboy. Maybe not analytically, but I didn't think they were very good together. Um, I think Edmondson and Harris will do a little bit better, but um, I did like to see that uh, they were giving Jack High, you know, the opportunity to go against uh, good players and kind of, I think, I don't know, like seeing Edmondson switching back to the right side, you know, clearly he was feeling good. Marty's comfortable. So I thought that was good to see. Oh yeah. Um, Oh, question is Weidman just being scratched or was he hurt? And they just Weidman's Weidman's not scratched tonight. He's playing. Well, no, no, I meant uh, the the previous game. Or well, I yeah, think he's he was, been out for two games. He's just getting scratched for uh, Edmondson. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Oh, yeah, well, you said Kovacevic is out tonight. Okay. Yes, Kovacevic is out tonight. So we'll see. I'm assuming they're probably going to be alternating, or uh, one of the young guys is going to get sent down. But with the way they've played, I'm more inclined to think they'll be keeping that seventh defenseman until. Matheson returns. Right. No, absolutely. Um, which is going to be a sad day because one of the young guys is definitely going to be sent down, and and that's that's unfortunate. No, absolutely. Um, you know, without you know going to we are recording tomorrow, so we'll keep it a little shorter. Just so we have some stuff to talk about uh, on the next episode. Uh, any any closing remarks? Um. Let's say not for the team. I did have something, but I'm, I'm fucking blanking. It was, it was, oh, oh, our buddy fucking fan of the show, 
Um, my buddy Jason John Bent is sending me a care package full of Canadian goodies. And I just wanted to thank him on air. And if you want to reach out to him, because he was asking me of things that I might want. He said he's picked out a bunch of shit for me that he thinks I'd like or things he wants me to try. And he asked if there was anything I wanted. And I told him I didn't want to add to anything because I want it to be a complete surprise. Now, Mason, if you want to reach out to this man and see what he's got for me, and if you think there are certain things that he might be able to acquire for me to try, go ahead. But I just wanted to say thank you so much for doing that. I think this is awesome. It's definitely, we're going to have to do a um, a video. I'm going to have to link up with uh, <laughs> with Dylan and get some content and maybe try a bunch of different Canadian things that are in this bag. Um, but I am just super, I'm super, I feel so humble that someone is doing this and i just wanted to uh say thank you again no absolutely we really appreciate uh jason long time listener in front of the show uh hope you're doing all right buddy and uh if you're listening thank you and thank you everyone else for uh, listening to habs nightly as always you can find us on twitter and instagram at habs nightly and at the body benders uh once again we appreciate uh you guys coming out so, so, you know taking the time to listen to us and uh, we hope you guys have a great weekend see ya you're listening to the hockey podcast network new shows every day find us at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from